Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, DeMar Hamlin's literal heart-stopping injury hit close to home because he's a hometown kid. He's from McKees Rocks, but also because Steelers fans have seen life-changing injuries like it before. Football is a violent game by its nature, so why do we keep watching it? Sports writer Martenzi Johnson is breaking down why the NFL games continue to go on. Tuesday, January 17th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. Damar Hamlin is, you know, thankfully recovering in Buffalo now after going into cardiac arrest on the field during the Monday Night Football game in Cincinnati. Besides the horror of, you know, seeing that, and hoping that DeMar would survive that injury. What else did you find that was like kind of unsettling about all of this? The most unsettling thing to me about all of this was really the public and NFL reaction to Mm. kind of this horrific injury. Like you said, obviously his health and safety are the number one concern, but the ease at which we as society can move on from these devastating injuries and kind of that next man up mentality in the NFL where one person goes down, well, he's got a replacement. So throw him in there and we'll forget all about the person who got hurt. Now, in the case of DeMar, uh, we didn't forget him, at least for this last week. Um, but normally the case is that someone gets hurt. Tragically, uh, it can be death. It can be lose the ability to walk. It can be, right. in this case, lose the ability to breathe. And we just forget about that person because we care about the next touchdown. We care about the next Super Bowl winner. And that just overall has concerned me for years, but especially in this case. Right. Uh, There was Skip Bayless, the sports commentator, who got a lot of flack for coming out and saying, you know, well, this is the end of the season. This game is really important. When are we going to restart it? Or, um, you know, when are they going to play again? And... uh, There were, you know, broadcasters, you know, the broadcasters for that game had also said that the NFL was going to restart this game. Um, They the NFL came out and said that they had no intention to do that. But I don't know. Do you think they were going to? I I do. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's why I'm one of the few people and it pains me to say this, uh, who wasn't even upset with Skip for what he said, because in normal circumstances, the NFL when someone's laid out on the field, has to be carted off, sent in an ambulance to a hospital, they restart the game. We saw that for the Pittsburgh people, Ryan Shazier. I put this in my story that I wrote that he was carted off at 8.40 p.m. when he got paralyzed a couple years ago, and Ben Roethlisberger was throwing an interception 20 minutes later. Like, that's just the ease at which they move on. So I don't know why anyone else would have thought the game wouldn't be restarted because 
in the history of this sport, someone gets carted off. We break for about 15, 20 minutes and then it's right back to it. Are we desensitized to it? Because you're right. We have seen I've seen, you know, yes, players get paralyzed. Players um, have compound fractures that break and they are horrific to look at as well. Um, Yeah. Are we are we just completely desensitized to everything going on in this game? Yeah. Like we a man wasn't breathing on the field for at least 10 minutes. He went to the hospital and was on a ventilator or a.k.a. life support for a couple of days. And we were all just like, well, I hope he gets better. Like he could not breathe on his own. Like that's traumatic. Right. So, again, this is kind of the American way. But for football specifically, yeah, we're, we're just so used to these players getting knocked out, knocked down that we never take into account that this is someone's father. This is someone's son. This is someone's cousin, brother, whatever it may be. And they'll never forget this. But let a week go by and we will. Yeah, you know, since the game, Demar's GoFundMe for his local charity to support kids here in McKees Rocks has raised millions. At the time we're recording, this is more than $7 million, but that's probably, you know, going to be even higher by the time this episode comes out. Uh, it's being reported that that money will continue to go to support the kids. But I don't know. Do you think, you know, all that money makes up for what happened? I think the charity was a stand-in to kind of distract us from what actually happened. So we raised $7 million. So that makes us feel better about what happened to Hamlin. And it gives us justification to then watch the games this past weekend and watch the games that's coming up this weekend and so on and so forth. It's, it's a good deed. And again, I, I don't want to, you know, downplay how great it is that millions of dollars were raised, but I don't think it was because they care so much about these kids that he was raising money for in the first place. I just think it was... I need to do something to make me feel better about this situation. And if I multimillionaire give $5,000 to this cause, or if I regular human being give $100 to this cause, I'll feel better about this. So now I don't feel as guilty about watching, you know, hundreds of other DeMar Hamlins run into each other uh, on Sundays. In the NFL, you know, you need to play for three years before you get a pension. And DeMar has only played for two in your article, it says he wasn't even supposed to be playing in this game. Um, can, can I tell the audience about that? So DeMar Hamlin wasn't even a starter at the beginning of the year. Micah Hyde was a starting safety for the Bills. But in week two, Micah Hyde had a season-ending injury uh, to his neck that required surgery. So Hamlin was filling in. That same game that uh, Micah Hyde got injured, mm-hmm. uh, Dane Jackson is his name, I believe, Mm-hmm. There's another defensive back for the Bills, and he got carted off the field and sent to the hospital as well. Like, again, you talk about being desensitized. Three defensive backs for the same team were wheeled off on a stretcher, put into an ambulance, and sent to the hospital in the same season. Right. And yet, we're talking about how great of a story it is that DeMar Hamlin, you know, can breathe on his own now. It's, it's, yeah. Do you like to dance, look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be 
judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend and rest assured every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Tamar had a lot of support nationwide because of the people that that saw that play and and saw what happened to him on the field. Naturally, he has a lot of support here in Pittsburgh. But if you're not from here and if you don't really follow football very closely, you probably didn't know who Damar was prior to all of this. You know, he is early in his career. He hasn't made um, the name for himself quite yet. You know, the other players have probably hasn't made that same money yet either that other players do over time. So if it turns out that, you know, this this was a career ending injury for him. What do you think some of his his options are? Because it's like he is so young that you don't even have the the tenure to even be uh, a broadcaster. You know what I mean? People still. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he better uh, get his coaching skills up. I don't know. Like, I, I just I don't see football in his immediate future. And he already I know we think of every NFL player as the millionaire with the mansion and the multiple cars or the 12 bathrooms. But like, that's not him. He's only two years into this thing. His contract pays him less than a million dollars a year. And I don't want to get too into it, but like, you know, taxes are going to probably take half of that. Right, like, right. He's not making what we like to call generational wealth type of money. Right. Um, plus inflation, now, plus inflation. Yeah, it's like a yeah, million dollars isn't getting you anywhere anymore, which yeah, is not sad to say. Eggs, yeah. Not eggs are $6. Not with eggs, if, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, with eggs, yeah. it's $6 for a dozen. Yeah, so it's, it's, he he's he has like you say he has invested yet so he won't get five years of health insurance paid for him once he's out right. but like he's gonna have it rough and I guess good on the bills for it's been reported they're working out where he'll get his full salary over these next couple of years and the same thing happened with Shazier yeah or for the Steelers but like right beyond that point what happens yeah that that. His, he has a $4 million contract, I think, and that's just not going to go far, especially now where I'm assuming, and I don't know this for sure, but like he ha- probably has extensive damage to his lungs, which is going to take a lot of medical care going forward. And yeah. he's just, like I said, he should probably take some of that money for himself. This is the first time I would ever say take money from your charity, but like he's going to need it just as much as these kids do. Is this a risk just across playing football in general? Like, is there isn't playing any position in this game dangerous or is there are the positions that you know players like like DeMar Hamlin end up you know being put in are they more dangerous well one football is just a dangerous sport right the odds of this happening are pretty high just by the mere size speed and strength of the people doing it as far as the position the NFL had a study 
a couple years ago that identified the positions that are most likely to sustain concussions. And wouldn't you be surprised that defensive back is number one? And, you know, my story touched on how race plays a a part in this. Not that trauma to your chest or concussions are racist by any means, but like he plays cornerback, which is the most likely to get a concussion based on a study that the NFL did. And then Anscape uh, five years ago did a study looking at the demographics of positions and for cornerback, 99% of them are black. So and on the flip side, quarterback, which is one of the least likely to get a concussion mm-hmm. up until recently was almost exclusively white men. So right. black players, you know, are more likely to get hurt. And also, you know, looking at quarterback salaries, you know, get paid the least as well. And so, yeah, he, he was playing the most dangerous position essentially in the sport and he got hurt. And now going back to the money part, he doesn't have that money to fall back on like a Tom Brady or Matthew Stafford or whoever might. Um, yeah. It's just going to be difficult for him. Why are we still watching football after what we've seen, after what we know? Why are we still watching it? We're all degenerates, Morgan. That's why uh, we we, yeah. we just love violence. We love, you know, the culture and history of the sport. And, I, and I'm one of them, right? Like they said after DeMar Hamlin, they compare this kind of like war where it's like, whoa, shoot, if you die, you die. And it's like, that's one a weird way of looking. <laughs> you should have gone to your job. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I want to think I want to think that I'm I'm not going to die doing this podcast today and I would hope that uh players on the field aren't going to die d- playing a game. Yeah. But, you know, they've accepted the risks of this. You know, I look around and still 15 to 20 million people watch each of these games every single week. So I'm like well, I have no guilt then. If they're fine with it, if we're all fine with it, then then I can watch. But overall, we just love the sport. We love the violence of it. Um, the reason why the NFL and really the NBA, too, are called soft these days is because there's rules put in place to protect the players from these gruesome injuries. And mm-hmm. so even if the numbers don't show up, we like the sport less because it's less violent. But again, we, we can just compare it to... America at large and football is all, you know, the patriotism wrapped up in it and all this other stuff. Um, We just love it too much to give it up. What do you see the future of football becoming? Like, are we going to stop watching it? Is it getting too gruesome for us to stomach? I think eventually we'll gravitate towards either some form of like seven on seven or something like tag or flag football. And I know no one wants to hear that. I know it sounds crazy, but like, DeMar Hamlin is going to be a wake-up call. And really, the concussions before him were the wake-up call where less kids are playing youth sports. Uh, The ratings are still there for the NFL, but still, they understand, I think, that this is getting maybe a little bit too dangerous. Um, I think if we see more DeMar Hamlins happen, I think just for the integrity and the longevity of the sport – they'll have to take out the big hits. And first, at first, fans will not like it. They will hate it. And the defensive players will absolutely despise it. But uh, if people still want to make millions and if the owners still want to make billions and if us as fans still want to watch some form of professional football, they'll have to go that route where you take out the big hits. Martensi Johnson is a senior writer for ESPN's Anscape. 
He's also a New England Patriots fan. We won't hold that against him. But we'll drop a link to his story. The racial makeup of the NFL is why the games go on in our show notes. Martinzi, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Morgan. Appreciate it. A little more news before you go. Well, Pittsburgh police are back to stopping drivers for minor traffic violations like an expired registration sticker. A city ordinance from 2021 blocked officers from doing that. According to Pittsburgh police data, the city's black residents are disproportionately stopped by officers. Acting Chief Thomas Sangrecki told WESA the reversal of the ordinance was done in part to boost morale. Officers gave feedback that it was preventing them from doing their jobs. The Bureau said another reason for the ordinance reversal is because of a recent amendment to the state vehicle code regarding license plate obstruction. And the Pirates 2023 season is getting a boost. Andrew McCutcheon is coming back to Pittsburgh, possibly for his last season. Uh, The star center fielder helps the team end a 20 year losing streak. So we welcome him back with uh, open arms. Kutch signed a one-year contract to return to the Pirates, who drafted him out of high school in 2005. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city, so we'll see you then. I lost a bet. I lost a bet and I'm a woman of my word.